Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning I would like to read a scripture from John chapter 8 verse 12. John chapter 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Can you read with me? Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Let's read another scripture, John 9, 5. John chapter 9, verse 5. Now, when Jesus spoke these scriptures to the, to, to the disciples and to the people around him, you know, when Jesus looked at them, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Again, we read from John chapter 9, verse 5. This is what Jesus said. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You know, if you listen to the scripture very carefully, Jesus says, as long as I am in the world. That means when Jesus is about to go away from this world, and the light of this world is going to go away, according to the scripture. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But Jesus, thank God, he did not stop there. He went to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. So remember this, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And now in John chapter 9 verse 5, he said, I am the light of the world as long as I am in the world. And now from Matthew chapter 5, 14 and 16, you know, Jesus was gathered together you know, as he was preaching during the sermon, of the sermon on the Mount. Disciples were there and various multitudes of people were there along with Jesus. And he looked all of them from Matthew 5, 14 and 16. This is what he said. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. Then he said, I am the light of the world until I am on this earth. And then he looked at the disciples and people said, you are the light of the world. Can you turn, somebody and turn to someone and say, you are the light of the world? And your next neighbor? You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. And he said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city which is on the mountain top cannot be hidden. And he said, if someone is lighting a lamp, he will light the lamp and he will not put that lamp under a basket. But instead, he keeps the lamp on a lampstand so it shines and gives light to everybody. And Jesus said, let your light so shine before men and men may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, these are precious scriptures that Jesus spoke. And he looked at each and every one of us and he said, You are the light of the world. So this morning I would like to title my message as, You are the light of the world. I was thinking about the Olympic torch relay. If you remember Olympic, when was the last Olympic in India? 
Very good. 2016. When is the next Olympic? Twenty or eighteen? Twenty? You sure? Okay, we need to go back to Olympics.com. <laughs> right? So I remember the Olympic touch relay. And you know, there's a long relay happens. Because as the runners, they carry the Olympic torch. You would have seen the videos and you would have watched on TV. They carry the torch and bring the torch to the site of the Olympic game. And you know what happens there? When they bring the torch to the site of the Olympic game, the final torch is used to light what is called as the cauldron. You know, that's the Olympic torch. That, that's going to, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be giving light during the entire Olympic game. And it is going to be shut down only at the end of the Olympic game. So there is a relay that happens. Someone carries the torch and hands it over to somebody else. And someone else takes the torch and runs towards the Olympic stadium. You know, I just compared that with what Jesus did. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He brought the light into the world. And he gave the light in our hands. In your hands and in my hands. You know, Jesus brought the light to this world and he handed it over to us. And now according to scripture in Matthew 5, though we hold the light, we have the light. And we can do one thing. We can do two things, in fact. We can either put the light under the basket or we can put the light on the lamp stand. Hope all of you have seen a basket. Right? Think of a basket. I don't have one here. So think of a basket and think of a lampstand. Nobody will keep, put the light, set the light and put a basket over it. Nobody is going to do that. Right? Now if, you, if the light is set on the lampstand, it is going to shine. And it is going to give light to the entire house. You know, that's the situation, that's the comparison that Jesus is making. It really matters where we keep the light. Whether we keep the light under the basket or we keep the light on the lampstand. So there are two places we can keep the light. Number one, either under the, under the basket or on, over there on top of the lampstand. Okay, think about it. Remember that. Now let's talk about what is the light that Jesus is talking about. What is the light? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. I want to read from what Paul writes to Ephesians from Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. And this is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Paul says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You were once darkness, but you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So you know what, what Paul says, if you listen to the scripture very carefully, Paul said, once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the world. So what is that light that Jesus is talking about? Who is that light? Jesus is the light. Good. But now who is the light? We are the light. Can you say that I am the light of the world? Every one of you, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. So what is the light? Who is the light? I am the light. It's not that we hold another light. No. I am the light. I am the light. Myself, my whole being is the light. That's what Jesus said. 
And what are we expected to do with our light? Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine. The scripture that we read initially, Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men. So if you walk into the dark place, the light is going to shine among men and it says that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What is the light of the world? Jesus was the light of the world. He came down and he said, you are the light of the world. And Paul says, we were once in darkness. Now we are in the light. We are the light. And now the if the light walks into the dark place. It doesn't matter. You may, be, you may look dark. It doesn't matter. But when you walk into the place where darkness is everywhere. When I walk into the place when there is darkness everywhere. What scripture says? The light so shine before men that they may, look at the scripture, they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. How do we men know that we are the light of the world? Not by looking at us. Nothing is shining here. Nothing is shining. How much ever we try, no, it doesn't help. Nothing is shining. But when you walk into the dark place, men may see, men may look at your good works. Your good works. This morning in the Malayalam service, and when Benson was leading and Tija was preaching, they mentioned both of it. Mentioned about the light. They mentioned about the good works that men wants to see. You know, scripture repeatedly talks about doing good work. I want to read a couple of scriptures before we really get into the topic. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6 says, 16 says, Hebrews 13, 16, but do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Listen to this. How do we please God? How can we please God? Not just by coming regularly every Sunday to the church. You know, not by doing, you know, certain things as a routine in our lives. How can we please God? By doing good work. Do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. You know, when we do good things to others, God is well pleased. Let's read a couple of other scriptures. Philippians 2, 4. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Let each one of you look at Look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. When we look at the interests of others, you know, what others are in need, what kind of need they have, what kind of difficulties they have. When we look at the need of others, that's what pleases God. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, very familiar scripture, scripture Luke 6 38. Give and it will be given to you, read that, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. You know, most of the time we read this, we attribute the scripture to giving it to God. It's true, but also giving it to somebody who is not having who's not having. When scripture says give, when Jesus said give, that means give to the poor, give to those who are in need, give to those who do not have, you know, because God is well pleased. You know, when we walk into the situation of looking at the need of people, ha people are having, 
If God has to shine that light of Lord Jesus Christ through our lives into their lives, they have to see the good work in our lives. They have to see the good work in our lives. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And as I said, we have two options. Either we can put the light under the basket or we can set the light on the lampstand. And this morning, I just want to know, narrow it down to talk about what are the baskets in your life? What are the baskets in your life? We are going to talk about three different baskets in our lives. Do we all have baskets at home? Yes. Yes. We use the laundry basket. We use what else? Fruit basket. Right? We have so many different kinds of baskets. So we are going to talk about three baskets. You know, sometimes we take this basket and put us within the basket and cover our lives with that basket. Number one basket, ignorance. Ignorance. You know, many people are told that they need to help others. But you know what? They just ignore such things in their lives. Many times, you know, when children grow up, we don't really tell them that we, they need to help others. And even if you tell them that they need to help others, we don't see those things happening in action. And this morning God is telling us, sometime you know, we take that basket of ignorance and put that basket on ourselves, over ourselves. You know, at times even children are ignorant. You know, some of the children, if, they talk, if you talk to grown-up children, they may say that, you know, I had everything. When I was growing up as a child. But I did not know that I am supposed to share that with somebody. I did not know that. All my old toys were there. All my used clothes were there. Everything was there. But nobody told me that you need to take that and share it with somebody. Ignorance. Children, they don't know that they need to share what they have with someone else. We need to impress that in our children. We need to impress that in, our, in the minds of our children. We need to tell them. We need to, you know, kind of inculcate. We need to kind of install that in their lives, even when they are young. Telling them, if you don't need something, do not hold on to it. Give it to somebody. And if you think about your house, how many of those items children are not using? But there are other children, they are not privileged to have those things in their lives. Where are we keeping those things? Ask the children the same question. Why are you keeping this if you don't use it? Can you just give it to somebody? Can you just pack it up and go and bless somebody? Let your light shine before men. That men may see your good works. Ignorance is one basket we cover ourselves. You know, at times even our eyes are blinded. Listen to this. This is very important, very interesting. We know the scripture. We were told many times that we need to consider others. We need to give. But at times my eyes are closed. I don't really think about it. We all know the Good Samaritan story, right? Good Samaritan story. Martin Luther King Jr., this is what he said. He told the first question which the priest and the Levite asked was this. If I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? I am busy. The priest came and the Levite came and they said, I am so busy. If I stop to really help this man, what will happen to me? What will happen to me? But the good Samaritan reversed that question. 
And he said, if I don't stop and help this man, what is going to happen to this man? The first two said, if I don't stop, if I stop, what is going to happen to me? The last one said, the good Samaritan said, if I don't stop to help this man, what will happen to this man? You know, most of the time, those like the Levite and the priest, our eyes are blinded. We don't look at those people, those who are in need. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You know, the eyes of the Pharisees and the priests were blinded. They could not see the fate of the one who is suffering. And this morning, God is telling you, there are people out there, they are suffering many, many different things. They are suffering due to sickness. They are suffering due to poverty. And you know, they are suffering through many things when we open your eyes and see. And this morning, Jesus is telling us, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. It's a very beautiful scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 28. It clearly defines how a church of God should be. And God has appointed these in the church. Number one, first, apostles. Second, the prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. You know, these are all part of the church. Apostles, prophets, teachers, and miracles do not neglect any of this. These are all in the church. The gifts of healing, administration, so much is going on. You need to do arrange this. You need to organize this. You need to know, uh, make sure this happens. All these arrangements and administrations, varieties of tongues. It refers to you know, different people, language, getting together, and also with the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Everything is part of it, along with helps i was wondering why helps how helps fit into this and now i realize jesus saying you are the light of the world let your good work be seen among men by helping them by helping people you know at times we close our eyes but god is telling us this morning take that basket of ignorance from your life Take that basket of ignorance from your life. God expects us to shine light among people. Number two. Number two basket. I want to talk about this morning. is Selfishness. Selfishness. Now many of us, including me, are living in selfishness. We are living in selfishness. We don't want to lose any of the comforts that I have. I don't want to lose any of the comforts that I have. I'm telling you about me. If you ask me to come to somewhere Sunday afternoon, I have trouble because Sunday afternoon is the time I take a nap. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. Selfish. Selfish. Selfishness. There are few things that, you know, comes on our way as we live on this earth. Number one, selfishness that we have is a pride and ego. Pride and ego, I have it. All of us have it. This morning only God can deal with this. The basket of pride. We take that basket of pride and put it on our head. And we hide ourselves. You know, we do things which we want to maintain that status in the society. You know, at times we want to, you know, mingle with people, speak to people, those who have the same language, so to speak the same language. 
They have the same color. They have the same ethnicity. They come from the same country. Just want to deal with them only. Help them, support them. But God is asking us, men may see your good work. You know, God, when he brought us to this nation, I believe God has brought us to this nation for the people of this nation. If it is to serve our own people, probably we would have done that in, the, in our nation, wherever we belong to. But God had brought us to this nation, knowing that you know, there are so many who are in need of the light in their lives. And at times even we avoid people. And I have difficulty, I'm talking about my difficulties. When we go for shopping, we don't want to make eye contact with people. We just shy away, we just turn away, we just hide. Pride. Pride. God wants us to remove that basket of pride from our lives. C.S. Lewis, this is what he wrote. He said, for pride is spiritual cancer. Pride, pride is spiritual cancer. It eats up the very possibility of love. Or contentment. Or even common sense. Pride is a spiritual cancer. You know, God wants us to come out of it. You know, at times we are not prideful in our thinking, but we appear to be prideful so that others cannot approach us. That prevents from somebody who is in need approaching our lives. And this morning we ask you, ask God, if God may take out that basket of pride from my life and our lives. You know, at times we think that, you know, we need to get out of the way to help somebody. If you really go and help someone, we lose our time. We need to go down to the ground to help that family. At times, you know, by helping them, we may dirty our cloth. You know what I'm saying? We dirty our cloth. Many times we try to help some people and we see the, the ugly mud that they are throwing against you in spite of receiving your help. We think about all these things in our life and we come to a decision, no, I'm not going to help anymore. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Someone said, if you say that you are hurt in your heart, you have ego. Did you listen to that? If you say that I'm hurt, deeply hurt, that means you have more ego. Where that hurt is coming from in our heart? If you say that I'm hurt, I'm deeply hurt. And the man said, you have ego in your life. That's the reason you feel that hurt. And this morning, God, listen church, God is telling us, this is time that we need to awake and we need to be a light in this world. God may remove that basket of ego from my life, from our lives. Laziness. Basket of laziness. You know, this is very, very important. So this is what someone said. Laziness is the habit of resting before you get tired. Laziness is the habit of resting before we get tired. The end of the day, you're very tired. You go and lie down in the bed and just start snoring within a few minutes. Good. But laziness is, you are not really tired, but just you want to just you know, enjoy the comfort. It's good to do that. Not every time, not every day, not every day. That's what is laziness. Laziness is another basket. You know, at times it takes the energy to influence somebody in our lives. You know, there are people around us. I'm talking about the one who is sitting in your next cabin. I'm talking about one who is standing next to you in your workplace. I'm talking about one who is in the bed in your workplace. 
And at times we are lazy because, you know, we, it takes more. It takes the energy from our lives. It takes time from our lives. At times we need to make sacrifices if you want to come and help somebody. Laziness. And God wants to take the basket of laziness from our lives. At times we don't love others. Jesus wants us to love our neighbors. And God expects us not to have fear, to help somebody. You know, these are all the baskets that we have in our lives. And God wants to take that basket of selfishness from our lives so that we can help somebody. Think about as I speak. We can help more than what we do today. We can help somebody more than what we do today. Not talking about you know, helping our own people. I'm talking about people who are in need. People who are in need. Number three. Very important. The third basket that has, we have in our lives. So that our good work will not be seen to others. Our light will not shine on others. Number three basket is low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. Basket of low self-esteem. Thinking so low about ourselves. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And we are saying, Lord, I'm nothing. How can I do this, Lord? I'm useless. You know, when we say that I'm useless, Lord, that stops God from using us. Now, there are many areas in our lives we feel that we are not good. We are not good enough. Number three basket we are talking about is a low self-esteem. We say that I don't have money. I don't have proper education. I can't speak English. I'm so afraid to meet people. I can't stand in front of the crowd. I can't do this. I'm not well dressed. I'm not healthy. So many negative things we build around us, our lives, around our lives. Basket of low self-esteem. God wants us to remove that from our lives. I want to read for you from Psalm 139 verse 14. Psalm 139. If you believe that scripture, read that scripture along with me. Psalm 139 verse 14. And scripture says, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. I am fearfully and wonderfully made by you, O God. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. How we are made? We are made fearfully and wonderfully. And that's the reason God wants us to be used as the light of the world. To do good work. To people around us. And at times you know we get into this low self-esteem mode. And we say that Lord I cannot do it. I am not the person. I am not that person that you are looking for. Leave me alone Lord. Find somebody else. I am not. I am not going to do this. You know sometimes we make comparison. Another basket in our lives. I do that. All of us do that. Children are compared with those who are taking, those who are getting high grades in the school. And you know that the effect of it. You know, at times when you compare your children to somebody else in your school, you even name their names and tell them, you are not, why you are not like this? He or she is like you. She goes to the same school, comes from a same family setup, and you are not like this. We have come to an extreme cases 
reported from you know many nations that even children they can't handle it when they are compared with somebody else and they even commit a decide to end their lives comparison is another basket we do that because of low self esteem we compare our income with others income we compare our status of the in this nation with somebody else and when we do this you know most of the time it doesn't really help us it will takes us to a discouragement we get further discouraged when we do this but instead if you can turn with me to psalm 139 14 and say lord whether i have it or not lord i praise you that's what the man of god says because i know who am i i'm fearfully and wonderfully made lord i don't need anything else because i know i am your child i know you care for me i know you know me what i am going through that's it i'm just on my business i'm on my duty i'm going to do what you i'm going to do what you want me to do lord i don't really care about what my situation is i know you are my father you are my provider albert einstein listen to this this is what he said once albert einstein everybody is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live in its whole life believing that it is a stupid fish doesn't do that because fish knows that it is able to swim you know god has not created all of us in the same way no not at all we are unique in the sight of god god has given you a certain abilities god has not given you certain abilities and god has a plan for you and god has a different plan for somebody and your ways may not be god's ways and your thoughts may not be god's thoughts fish is very clever it doesn't really care about it it doesn't really sit and worry i'm not able to climb this tree i'm not able to climb this tree no it swims it swims bible says we are unique we are unique in the sight of god god created us in his own image now sometime we also get into the this mode of doing the comparison let's remove that comparison basket from our lives finally at times you know we carry a wrong attitude one wrong attitude i want to talk about is what others think about me what others think about me all of us all of us isaiah 43 verse 4 says what others will think about me lord i can't do this if i do this what people will think about me when i am going through lord in my life i have such a sickness i don't want to talk about that my sickness to somebody what he will think about me what she will think about me isaiah 43 verse 4 says since you are precious in my sight god says to you you have been honored and i have loved you therefore i will give you men for you and people for your life means god says i will bless you i will bless you i will lift you up you have a people along standing along with you people will come running to you because they know that you are blessed for that to happen we need to believe isaiah 43:4 since you are precious in my sight you have been honored as i said we are made unique each one of us is unique 
And God has made us in his own image. And we are precious in the sight of God. We are talking about the basket of wrong attitude. What others will think about me. Do not worry about it. Some of us are not able to serve God today because we keep thinking what others will think about. If I make a mistake, what others will think about. If I slip, what others will think about it. Do not worry about people. You cannot do anything. You cannot do any good work. If you keep thinking about what people will think. You know, at times some of the words that are spoken in our lives, the negative words that are spoken in our lives, that really bothers us, that really bothers us, we put our precious life under the basket. But this morning God is telling you, really stop worrying about what others will think about you. I will give you one illustration from the word of God. Just remember, we can never stop thinking because thinking is an ability that God has given to human. We cannot stop others to think. Let them think about me, whatever, I, whatever they can think about me. I will do my business. I will just be on my own. Let others think about whatever they want to think. You know, that's the attitude that we need to develop to do something for God, to do some good work for people. We need to realize people are people. At times we expect angels in people. We fail. Let's not expect angels. People are people. God has given them ability to think. One illustration, simple illustration. Paul, when he escaped a great shipwreck, he arrived at an island called Maltas. So when he arrived at an island by name Maltas, you know, they were putting fire, they were kindling fire to beat the cold. It was too cold there. And Paul, he was gathering a bundle of stick. And as he was gathering a bundle of stick, a poisonous snake bit on his hand. And Paul was bitten by a poisonous snake. And the snake was hanging in his hands. And people of this island, they were all just gathered together. And they said, he must be a murderer. Listen to this. He must be a murderer. He must be a chief sinner. That's the reason, you know, sea was against him and he, there was a shipwreck, but somehow he escaped the shipwreck, but the sin is not leaving me. It, the sin again is continuing in his life. Now this, it, is, it has come in the form of a snake and it is biting Paul now and he's about to die. The entire island is standing next to him and they are just waiting for Paul to die. They identified him as a great sinner. Paul threw the snake in the fire and nothing happened to him. Now the people, same people, they said, he must be a chief sinner. And they suddenly changed their minds. And they said, he is God. He is God. Because nothing happened to him. The same people, few minutes back, they said, you are a sinner. They suddenly changed their mind. And now they said, he must be God. That's what his people. That's what people say. Nothing else. Let's not cover our lives under the basket of the wrong attitude. What others will think about me? And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may know your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. How can we bring glory to God? We can sing songs, we can pray, we can worship, we can do all these things, but God is not satisfied with those things. God expects you to do good work. Men has to see our good work in whatever way you want to do it. 
God is asking us to do that this morning. Simple thing is, get along with people. Do not close yourself. Do not close yourself. Keep your door open for people. Move around, meet some unknown people. Tell them the love of Jesus. Do not jump into that. Just be with them. Love them first before telling about Jesus. Care for them first. And develop a confidence. Let them have a confidence in you. Then slowly you can introduce them to Christ. Now God wants us to be a light bearer. Be a light bearer. Jesus was a light giver until he was on this earth. That's what scripture says. But now it's a responsibility of you and me. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hilltop cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Three baskets we talked about. The basket of ignorance. Let's teach our children to give. To give. Let's start doing it. So that our house will be cleaned up. And someone will be blessed by doing it. Let's remove the selfish attitude that we have. And let's also remove that low esteem that we carry. Let's not hide our lives under these baskets. God may strengthen us. Let's pray. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.